48 hour art check best of podcast this show goes live on youtube three times a week and we rip the audio of the best parts of that show and that's what you're listening to now if you'd like to hear more about us then go to coreycurcom slash 48 hr that's coreycurcom slash 48 hr in this episode we talk about printing t-shirts and other merc on print-on-demand sites. To me, the way I'd frame it is like, if you're a young artist and you want to kind of print your own merch, um, you know, I, I would say a lot of the time, if you want the best bang for your buck, um, just going direct and actually having it manufactured yourself is always going to be a, a better return on your dollar if, if you have the marketing ability to kind of get it to enough people. Um, you're always going to make a much better return on your investment um, by just like going through like a screen printing company or a company that does direct to garment printing um, and just buying the shirts in bulk. But so so uh, it's an it's or, an interesting it's an interesting challenge because. Either way you go, you make a sacrifice. Because on the on the one hand, you have to print, you know, at, at best like seventy five to two hundred and fifty shirts to really get like a decent a decent screen printing price, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but the price that you can get is between like four to seven dollars a shirt, depending on a, a number of factors like the number of screens and things like that. Um, but then like as a beginner, like my ability to sell 200 shirts, I don't, I don't have that. And so I, I might make a per unit cost that is like great because I sell them for 15, 20 bucks a piece. And I make, you know, what, 10 to 10 to 15 bucks a shirt. So that's awesome. But then my break even point is pretty high um, because I have to print so many shirts and I'm sitting in inventory the other challenge with shirts that I find is that you have, you have to guess what people's sizes are if you're going to order in bulk. And every time I did yeah. this for a company, I always ended up with way too many of one size. On the other hand, the sacrifice that you make with one at a time printing was just print on demand. And for, for those people that don't know what print on demand is, you basically send them a PNG of your artwork and they can put it on a bunch of different stuff and they print one of them every time somebody makes an order and then they will fulfill it for you, um, which is kind of cool. So you don't have to deal with shipping. You don't have to deal with fulfillment. But you're going to make like two bucks a shirt. Yeah. But you make that two and, bucks on the first shirt. Yeah. And I mean, the thing with so, – so I would assume in this student's case, like you're probably not in a position where you're going to like be showing up at like a giant rock festival selling T-shirts for like the most popular band there. Right. In that case, I would say – invest in the print run, you know, because, and, and do your research on sizing, but sizing is always tough and inventory is really hard to predict in, in apparel. However, the reason that's always like a, a high, like, um, seller in retail areas and, and like at venues and events is it's, it's like a relatively low entry to, um, create. It doesn't cost quite as much as like a man, a fully manufactured product. Um, you know, shirts, blank t-shirts are, are relatively inexpensive to buy in bulk. And the process of screen printing is very low cost when you do it in bulk. 
So once again, it's all about bulk. But if you're doing it in bulk, your return is ridiculous. I mean, you've invested maybe three or four dollars. Um, you know, if you're ordering the right quantity, maybe three, maybe you get even down to two what you're spending on it and you're selling them for 20, you know, and a lot of people won't blink to, you know, before they shell out like 20 to $30 for a good t-shirt at like a band at a concert at an event. And so you're, you're literally like, I, I can't, I'm trying to do the math really quickly, but I think that's about like nine times, like nine tenths, um, return. Right. which is insane. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's a crazy return for, for any product. So I just want to always preface it with like, if you have the ability and the market to sell it and the will to, like you wanted to start a company or something like that, to just sold t-shirts, always invest direct with the printer. However, um, direct the garment, like it, it, it not only, you know, reduces the fact that you, you don't have to invest in the cost of fulfillment, like Corey was saying. It also, um, the quality of direct-to-garment printing, it, it, it's it's like night and day compared yeah. to the way it was about like five or six years ago. Like five or six years ago, you could really tell that something was um, direct-to-garment printed. And now it, it's still visible for geeks, for people who are really into the screen printing process. But in general like there are companies out there that have gotten so good with the direct to garment that it at least requires a really substantial double take to figure out hey was this like direct to garment printing or was the screen printing right. which is insane because like like if you said that five years ago like you can't tell the difference between screen printing and direct to garment people would have laughed you out out of you know the industry <laughs> But it's just changed that much. It's, it's gotten that much better. Yeah. So um, what are our options? So like, why don't we start with what they were asking about? Um, so these sites, like, I, I guess we should start with like the sites we're going to go over are all uh, um, print on demand sites. And we're going to kind of talk about ones we've used and kind of the results we got from them. Does that sound about right? Yeah. So, so. The first, yeah. the first ones they came out like Cafe Press, uh, that's been around forever, and Redbubble has been around forever. They they don't have a great they don't have a great name for quality. I think mainly because they were around prior to the days of direct to garment, and uh, it was it was literally like printing an iron on and cutting it out and, and pasting it on a shirt, and it was it was terrible. Um, I actually yeah. haven't I haven't tried either of those sites recently because I just have a bad taste in my mouth from back in the day, but I did just get an email because I sell on T Public. Um, I just got an email from T Public that Redbubble has acquired T Public, and they've done it kind of in the Amazon way, where when Amazon acquires a company, they don't touch the company; they just they just add to it. And so Redbubble is still Redbubble, and T Public is still T Public. So I don't I, I can't honestly speak to Redbubble other than they they were kind of early in the game and so they've got they've got like a long time standing. There is, as you pointed out before we went live, a little bit on some of these sites like Zazzle and some of those. You're gonna run into a lot of people just ripping off IPs, and being associated with that can be kind of problematic. There's, yeah, and yeah. and so, sometimes worse than that. Some like I, I'll just say like I've had 
shirts that I've designed show up on somebody's Redbubble site right. multiple times. Right. Um, and and like so badly ripped off that you can see the pixels because they didn't even bother to get like a high res version, <laughs> um, and they decided to change the background color or something. So um, it's you know be leery of what you're getting into, but Redbubble. I, from what from what I've heard and what I've seen recently, I've been I've I've had a few moments where I've been hanging out with a friend and asked them where they got a shirt. It looks really good, and they did get it on Redbubble. So it, I think it's worth trying out. Yeah. Nice thing about print on demand is the the cost to try it out isn't too bad. I would recommend before putting your stuff up for sale, like just upload it, order one, you know, don't list the link to it and then see the quality and yeah. when it you know when, when you get it back um what i what i do use um myself and i think Corey, you do as well is threadless yeah. um started doing a print on demand program and their direct to garment printing i think was the first time any company had done direct to garment that didn't look hideous like it, it was I don't know. They they had worked on it for years, and they had just kind of got the formula right. And then it feels like every shirt company followed suit. I might have read it wrong because I was in Threadless Circle at the time. Mm. Maybe somebody else had beat them to it. But it did feel like within about three months, um, there were a whole variety of options. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what you know, to me, I haven't had too much of a trouble with the quality. The one thing that never matches screen printing to me is you never get those like perfectly crisp edges yeah um, that's true and and the other thing about i don't know one one thing for me is the amount of time that it takes to do it and that's it for me a huge downside for threadless is of the three print on demand sites that i sell on threadless is the most time consuming um and i've given them i've actually stopped uploading new designs to them because it just takes forever um yeah. like you you have to make so many choices that you shouldn't have to make because they're the same choices over and over again. And anyway, but Threadless is great. And they also give you the option of doing a bunch of weird stuff that some of the other sites don't offer, like duvet covers and shower curtains. And, you know, all of them are doing kind of the similar thing, but there's some differentiation. And, and Threadless has a lot yeah. of like home goods that are that you can print on. That are literally so expensive that I can't imagine anybody would ever spend that amount of money for a shower curtain. But it's kind of funny to see your artwork mocked up on this, you know, four-footed tub shower curtain situation. So. You know what's strange? So that, that'll be a good transition to uh, Society6, which has been the first, that was the first company I ever really agreed to do print-on-demand with. Um, when they started out, they, they kind of, their business model at the time, Threadless was only doing the contest and, and selling shirts of people who won the contest. And they were screen printed t-shirts. And Society6 had come up with this print on demand model, but unlike most, they were gonna print them um, in, uh, oh, I'm blanking out on the term, but it's like archival ink and archival paper, oh, mm -hmm. really high quality prints. Um, and they were really particular about shipping them with quality. And if customers weren't satisfied, they would do returns. Um, they, they just and and the artists who signed up early on, including myself, were all people who were special invited, and like nobody else was invited. Like you, you know, you could kind of beg them to like give an invite to someone, but it, yeah. it, it was very exclusive. 
And so because of that, like that, um, it, it enticed me and I just was like, well, what's the harm in trying it out? Cause you kept the rights to all your work, which it, it, you should definitely read the fine print on all of these sites, but the majority of them will have you keep all your rights to your work. Um, and it didn't conflict with Threadless at the time because they had a deal. So I was like, sweet, I can sell some prints that I've already sold and make more money on them. And, uh, and, then I, and then I was really blown away by the quality of just the prints that they sell. I still, to this day, think they make like some of the best quality art prints that you can get. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing is they also sell them pre-framed. And I've even ordered those. And like they use really nice frames. And, you know, you can have them matted. Um, and they also expanded their options to everything. And what's interesting is I have had some people order shower curtains with my art on them. I've had people <laughs> order pillows with my art on them. Yeah, throw pillows, um, throw pillows I think are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what's weird is, like, I, I always believe you should limit the options you allow. But if your art works on all those mediums, you know... You don't want to overload the person, but at the same time, like, um, it is kind of fun to occasionally be like, somebody bought this really big duvet cover with, you know, my Captain Obvious design on it. Like, right. so, so somewhere at some college, some kid is sleeping <laughs> under, you know. Right. Um, so, Society Six, I think for everything but t shirts, I would 100% vouch for them. Yeah. For T-shirts, I'm really selective about the ones I sell because they're the shirts they use are really comfortable. What so brand, what brand that's do they the, print with? Do you know? I don't actually know. I think they do tagless. Um, oh, okay. I can't can't. But I do remember the really cozy. The downside is that um, I I don't personally think maybe they've up up their game, but I've I've noticed it's really good for a one color design. Hmm. definitely not great for like full color designs because um, they look a little washed out and yeah. you could play that for effect, but it's, you know, I, I think for like a one color um, it's a good option, but if you're going full color, you might want to go, go with like a threadless or uh, let's transition to another designed by humans, which was another one of the first to do this kind of print on demand for t-shirts in a, like a killer quality way. Um, so you have you used yeah, design I, by humans i like i like design by humans a lot um their their interface is slightly faster um personally i feel like the quality of the printing in the shirts is slightly better than threadless um but uh but but i mean it's, it's kind of sixes um they they've got really good options and one one thing that's really nice about them is that their site will show your show your stuff mocked up on a model and so like one one of their branding things that they've done forever is that they have these model images that are kind of like cut off at the nose and then cut off just below the the pockets of the pants so that you really get a focus on the on the t-shirt and um not only do they give you those images for free and they are super high quality mock-ups um they also automatically mock up your stuff on that um, and you get for every style of shirt or hoodie or whatever, like there's, there's V-necks and tri-blends and normal cotton and then whatever, each, each different style, um, you get to choose between two models, um, two male models and two female models for each type of shirt. 
And so you can kind of go in and, and it's, it's a little bit of customization that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. For like how it's mocked up and how it's presented. Um, and I like that. And speaking of that, that's one really nice thing about Threadless. Um, and this is, this is where sites start to diverge a little bit in the uh, philosophy is that designed by humans and threadless, um, there's no way to leave your store with them and find other artists. So they're gonna, it's gonna be a destination page. They go there specifically because they're, they're driven there by you through your site or through Twitter or through whatever, right? And so like you can go to selfless plug, you can go to coreycurcom slash store and you'll see links to each of these if you wanna, if you wanna tr see what they look like or whatever. Um, yeah. but, uh, but the cool thing with, with threadless and design by humans is that, uh, you, you go there, it's a destination page. You're not going to be, there's not suggested artwork from other artists where they can leave and go buy something else. But yeah. having said that, they also can't find you unless they are looking specifically for you. So if you look at like something like, uh, uh, T public, um, T public is, is more like a big giant uh, area where people are going and they are looking for, you know, specific intellectual property or specific whatever's um, jokes and that type of thing. And all, everybody's there. So you can still go to my T public store, but when you go to my T public store, you will see other artists. Um, as you're looking at my products, you'll see other artists and whatever. And so there's, there's huge, huge pluses and minuses to both of those situations. Um, being, yeah, and, being found and, or losing sales. Yeah, and and I think that a, a good thing to keep in mind when you're entering in is everybody has a different entry point. Like if I were to enter into Society Six now, I might just get drowned out by the noise because, like, at the time by being on it, you could actually like you could draw the people who were going to Society Six. Right. Now there's so many users that I think it would be really hard to kind of stand out or gain a, a high following there. Similar, like designed by humans, like um, when I was like in the t-shirt game and it was kind of the peak of Threadless, like DBH had just started up and they approached a bunch of Threadless alumni. And so they invited me to submit some stuff. And um, at the time you'd get like invites. You I mean, we all get them now probably, but you get invites by like a new t-shirt startup that's like we have this contest submit you know right but in this case it was like um it, the way to tell it was legit was like okay the all these guys that are alumni are on there and they're getting printed yeah so i i had this whole system worked out for a couple of years where i would filter stuff from like threadless that was my first stop and then there was this french site called la phrase or Canadian site, I'm not sure, <laughs> but LaFraise and like that, they paid second best. So you'd kind of filter your, your losers into there and then you filter those to DBH. Yeah. But anyhow, I had a couple wins on DBH and then when they started the whole direct to garment printing, um, print on demand thing, it was a lot like society six where it was really exclusive. It was like, you know, there's a couple people who can have this page. We're testing it out, you know, before we go to market. Right. So that's how I got into that. Um, and I still make occasional sales and not as much um, residual sales from from that. Um, but I do still make occasional sales and I attribute most of those to like that early success on it. Yeah. Um, 
and and also just to having links direct to it on my on my site joshkemble.com so it's like that um that thing oh so greg was being more specific on what she had to ask so he said if you were just starting out now had two or three designs you'd like on shirts cups etc where would you go so i i actually i'll answer that real quick and then corey you should answer yours but to me, I think that um, I haven't even tried it, but I think for sure it's uh, T Public. Just the results I've seen um, is pretty good. Like the quality is pretty excellent, and um, I know I think Circlin does his stuff through there. Scott Circlin, um, he does a lot of prints through there um, for shirts. So I do that for shirts, but I but I think you got to be specific. Like I think if I wanted shirts, um, cups, etc. I'd go to the places that do those things the best. So like for cups, I would probably go all the way back to like society six cause their quality is really good. Um, I'd also just research it. Like, like I was saying, the nice thing is you can order a sample of these things. And if it sucks, it's like you lost five bucks or, or 10 bucks and, and you're not like breaking the bank, like having to pay like a, a $90 setup fee with, a, with a, right. with a local printer or something, you know? Um, what, what's your, what's your feedback on that? Uh, my feedback is kind of <laughs> probably annoying. Um, I, uh, I, I think that it depends on what you want. Um, because, and, and it also is very situational depending on your audience. Um, I, I don't have a huge following of people that come to me for t-shirt designs. Um, so I don't, I don't have a giant audience for that. And so those sites like T Public, um, you know, Redbubble and Society Six, where it's kind of an open an open bazaar of everyone is there. Um, I get I get decent sales off of not decent, but I, I probably get more sales off of T Public just because no one's looking for me specifically, right? And so if you're just starting out uh, in printing, but you're also just starting out as an artist and you don't have much of an audience, then then one of the open ones like T Public is is a great thing. But if you're super closed um, and you have a big audience and, and you can you can make a YouTube video or an Instagram post, you know, and 50 people are going to click on that link, um, then it makes a lot of sense to do something like a like a DBH or a, um, a Threadless where it's it's closed off. Also like Printify um, or even like Squarespace has some options. Um, where, where it's all like very, very closed off. Right. And so it kind of, it kind of depends like the situation you're in, but I'll also say this, I don't think you have to pick just one. Um, if you are going for mass, you know, and you've got the time to do the, the keywords and descriptions well, um, you know, launch on six different sites because most of all of the sites we've mentioned and most of the sites out there um, have a non-exclusive right that you're granting them to, to show. So you're not signing over your copyright. You are allowing them to show it on their site and print it non-exclusively, meaning that I can do it. Like on my site, I do it on three different ones. And I do it on more if I was really trying to push that. Um, yeah. And for me, if there's somebody on Society6 or somebody on Tee Public, and they want a mug, they can buy a mug from either of those, and that's fine. It doesn't. I, I don't. I don't really care, you know, that much. I 
I do eliminate a few of the products on a few of those sites just based on, I, I really think they're poor quality, but for the general idea of everything, they do most things really, really well and fairly comparably. And so yeah. I would, I would say if you've got three designs, uh, it's only going to take you an hour to put that on four or five different sites. So yeah. you can do that as well. And so, well, and, and, and another thing is like, just by doing that, just tacking onto that, like that also becomes an experiment of like, which site's going to work for you for which designs. Because if you notice like one design is just excelling on one of them, then you yeah. can mark off the others, you know? Um, the other thing to keep in mind with the whole closed versus open thing, um, the different formats that Corey was touching on earlier is just some of the pluses uh, and minuses of that. There's one thing I, I forgot that's a huge plus of the open, which is let's say you have 50 friends and you get them to a closed market store, then you made 50 sales. That's great, but it doesn't really affect the algorithm too much. Whereas if you make 50 sales on say like a society six or one of those sites where like the front page is trending designs, Right. Um, then those 50 sales you just made might put you on that front page leading to 50 more sales. So it's, it, it really depends on your business strategy too. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think, uh, you know, starting out, like, why not try it all? I mean, that when I was starting out in t-shirts, I tried a bunch of different entry points. And when I found one that worked, I tried to figure out how and game it, you know, <laughs> Um, and then, you know, try to come up with systems to game other sites and kind of get, get it working out. So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it, yeah. it totally does. Uh, Greg, Greg's back and says, uh, my favorite answer is always, it depends as long as you discuss what it depends on. So I, I agree. And, and I think the answer to most of these things is always, it depends. I will also say this. I've seen several cartoonist friends of mine on Twitter that do this one one in particular and i'll put i'll put him in the um in the description because he's got some great stuff he does like colombo jokes and stuff and he's he's got a whole web comic about dads and it's just really funny um but uh he does something that i find really interesting where some of these sites will will give you an affiliate account and so you can like on on t public you can double dip where if you drive traffic to t public just like an amazon affiliate account they will give you a percentage of whatever that person buys within, I don't know, 24 or 48 hours off of that, right? Because they, they save cookies. So the cool thing is um, you can drive traffic to that site. And if they buy one of your things, then you're going to get the couple bucks that comes, you know, the, the, the dollar that comes from that sticker or the $2, $3 that comes from that shirt or the 4 or $5 that comes from that hoodie, plus a percentage of whatever they order. Also, if yeah. you send them to that site and they bounce to, to another artist, you still get a little piece of that. So you're going to get like a 3 to 5% commission for, for whatever they buy. And so you can kind of double dip on that a little bit. Um, and that's yeah. not a bad route to go as well. So yeah, so I hope we kind of touched on that like as, as well as possible. The, the, just to reiterate what I was saying at the top, though, like if you're doing like a local art fair that you know there's going to be like hundreds of people that you're going to try to push a lot of shirts to, yeah. don't do on demand. Because or if you're doing a convention, you know, and you want to sell a bunch of T-shirts at a convention, do not do on demand. You're going to lose more money right. doing the shipping and the costs to ship it to you 
than um, than you would to just kind of um, to just kind of eat the cost and 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 really give it a, a sure shot. So it just it it I guess that's our overall answer is it depends. I have, um, I have, I have it's one, all based on the situation. I have one more answer. I saw a really entrepreneurial student do this, and I think it's a fascinating idea. Um, for about three hundred bucks, you can get set up with your own dye sublimation system, um, and so you get a you get a now dye sub is or or sometimes called ink inversion, and there's some debate on what the difference is between those two. But the the one I'm talking about is basically um, you print the image in reverse on a special piece of paper, and then you have this big giant heat press, and you press that down on the shirt. It actually vaporizes the ink, it changes it from a from a liquid to a gas. That gas is then transferred into the shirt and it dyes the fabric of the shirt so that the fibers of the shirt are actually dyed a new color. There's some huge disadvantages to this, which we'll talk about in a minute, but the advantage is you can do one at a time and you can get set up for 300 bucks. That, that includes like the printer, the ink, um, a little bit of paper, and then that press is, is pretty is pretty interesting so you can you can do that um, and and then you can do like you could show up and get the benefit of the print on demand and the benefit of the high margin um, for a very low setup fee because you can just bring a bunch of different size shirts and then when people say I like this design you print it right there and make it for them right there and hand it to them you never have like an overrun of inventory but also you're That's smart but also it's huge right? Um, the downside is whatever color the shirt is will mix with the design because you're, you're dyeing it. And so it works for several things. Um, like if you're doing like a, like a vintage look where it's supposed to look faded. Um, like if, if you look at Josh's shirt right now, you can see the red coming through the ink. Yeah. Right. And so it gives it that kind of vintage look, whereas mine's a little bit newer and is screen printed. And so it's very opaque. Um, the, the other thing is if you just do dark things on light. Um, and the third, the third downside to that is, uh, is it has to be a pretty high polyester blend. So you can't do it on like pure cotton. It's got to be cotton poly or full poly um, for it yeah. to like accept it. Um, but that's, and, not, a, and that's also not a bad to just avoid. Go. Yeah, you want to avoid starting fires. <laughs> like, right. oh, and that could be a literal <laughs> situation there. Yeah, um, yeah. With uh, with um, the the that actually brings to mind one other thing, which is like there's a reason punk rock bands sell these patches that are just like torn off cloth with like yeah. one color of white on it, and it's because like screen printing, if you if you have the wherewithal, is not super expensive to set up. It you know, it, it, I mean it'd be ideal if you had a light box, but even if you don't have a light box, you have the sun. It is it is a complete DIY, um, very nice. low cost entry thing. My and cat, if you're my doing cat like just attacked my microphone, dang it! Sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. The cat joined in. But yeah, it's a good DIY like entry point. If you need to do like one or two color shirts, um, screen printing them yourself is going to cost a lot less than going to a, a printer. Um, and there's a lot of people. A lot of DIY screen printing communities online that you can just like literally just look up and ask a lot of questions and they'll help you get set up. So, yeah, and yeah. and along those lines, I went to Max Adobe Max last year, and one of the most popular booths at Max. I don't know if they were there this year, Josh, but 
was a screen printing thing and you, I mean, you're going to take this into account that the, the audience of Adobe Max is a bunch of designers, illustrators, and photographers, but, uh, but it, the line was crazy and they were, they were yeah. just, they had all of these little stations set up where you got to screen print your own shirt. So if you have a bunch of your screens there and they're all like one color or whatever, um, people will do that. I still. I still have that shirt and it's still like a fun little memory of like, you know, you get the little squeegee and they show you how to do it and they, you know, and then you walk away with this screen printed shirt that you just did yourself. And so if mm-hmm. you're doing kind of like a, like a set of like, we could actually probably do a whole, a whole nother episode on like DIY printing because there's also like those, the sun dies where you, uh, photosynthesize, not photosynthesize. That's what plants do. I can't remember, but it's like a it's like a reaction that the ink has to the cotton, and it will it, okay. will, it will dye it that way as well. And it's different than like ink inversion because um, it's more I of love like. It. You put, anyway, so there's a whole there's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, and I I spent a long time doing screen printing, especially in grad school, because we had access to this like awesome screen printing facility on campus. Um, but it's like it's a lot of work. So yeah. it's like, that's the, that's the catch. Uh, anyhow. So I, I hope we kind of touched on it. I think we should touch screen printing for the next, like, like maybe one of these future episodes. Cool. You want to call us out? Yeah. Um, so you can find my stuff at quarterlystories.com. You can find Corey Kerr's work, including like lots of video footage of this awesome thing being inked, lots of t-shirts that were produced by the very companies we discussed today. Um, lots of awesome stickers, lots of content, lots of great tutorials. I'm just going to keep going until Corey cuts me off. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to cut no. you off. This is great. This is me not pitching myself. <laughs> yeah, but you guys should check out Corey's stuff. He's amazing. And then uh, the music was done by No Saboteurs, my band, and you can find us on facebook.com backslash No Saboteurs. And we're actually getting back to recording this uh, next Tuesday. So, anyhow, we will see you guys in a couple days. Game over. <laughs>